Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. This scrap episode is part of the Starter Stories series. In this scrap episode, Josh Richardson shares how he started his work as a theater actor and director. This scrap episode is sponsored by Anthony Buck. Anthony Buck has been teaching people to sing with greater ease and strength and more beautiful tone for over 10 years. His students successfully sing musical theater, pop, classical, and even rock music. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. And now Josh Richardson. My, my folks were great appreciators. Um, they still are. We'd go and see that, that little melodrama, and once I got a wild hair, I thought, I could, I could try that. Let's... So I went to an audition, and it went well. I mean, in pretty much every theater circumstance, they're always looking for guys. So that first year, I played Lieutenant Beauregard. I showed up at the very end and arrested the bad guy and then left. Nice. And then I ran the light board. <laughs> and um, after two or three years of that, one of, the, uh, one of the cast members who had been doing it a long time, we were just talking about stuff and about careers. You know, I was, getting, I was a couple years away from graduating high school. He said, just do what makes you happy. Do what you love. Money will come and go. Do what you love. Thought, well, I, I love this. And uh, so I stuck with it. You know, I've, I've had plenty of day jobs to support my acting habit. I've worked in sales right now. I've worked in marketing and uh, digital marketing for about the past six years. I love it. It, it lets me uh, communicate with my clients and use creativity to solve problems. And, and uh, the schedule is such that it lets me, you know, get my acting fix and my directing fix. Uh, but um, yeah, I'd say I made the commitment to, to make theater a major part of my life. Oh, it probably 22, 23 years ago and it's treated me well. It sounds like you made that pretty uh, pretty easily. I mean, some people really stew over it, right? Like, oh my gosh, I have to make money. Oh my gosh. I yeah. Have... And you were just like, no, truth, I'll do this. <laughs> Practicality enters into some of my decisions, but that usually it's a second or third consideration. I, <laughs> I think the key to happiness is what my buddy said. Do what makes you happy. Do what you love. What I, what I tell my boys now, my kids, because I got my oldest son is just about to graduate high school and my youngest turns 16 this summer. And uh, what I tell them is, boys, find what you love and get good enough at it that you can make a living. And uh, that's what they're doing. No, neither of them are really the, have the theater bug in them. They both love, you know, engineering and computers and design and graphics and other nerdy pursuits that I'm all about. But, um, but yeah, that's what I tell them. Do what you love and get good enough at it so people pay you to do it. What does it take to get good enough at it? <sighs> You got me. I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, uh, for me, I, I I keep getting cast and I keep getting directing gigs, and so something must be working. You know, it's uh, I have a really good time. I want to ask you because you are both a director and an actor, mm -hmm. and you have been both of those things for a long time. Really, do you find? different creative joys in those two jobs or do they fill the same need and it's just sort of logistically whichever works out oh no they they scratch very different itches i mean it's all the same family it's all creativity it's all communication it's all storytelling which i love i love telling stories and 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 connecting with people that way but it's very very different uh in the approach one of the ways i describe it is as an actor if you screw up you look like an idiot as a director if you screw up everybody looks like an idiot. 
Uh, you know, I remember the first show I ever directed was at back at SUU for my, my final senior directing class. I, I didn't sleep the night before because, you know, everybody was working really hard to fulfill kind of the vision that I had and the instructions that I was giving them. And I just didn't know it was my first time with that kind of uh, responsibility. And so it was nerve wracking, you know, is this, am I, am I even in the right ballpark? And turns out, yeah, the show went really well. And ever since then, it's, it's that same kind of pressure, you know, you've got a whole bunch of people looking at you going, all right, this is your vision. This is your baby. We're going to do what you say. We trust you. And um, so that there's parts of it that are certainly similar. You know, it, it requires knowing what that story is. As an actor, it's knowing your character arc. It's knowing the decisions the character makes, what motivates them and what drives them from point A at the beginning of the show to point B at the end of it and the journey they go on through there. As a director, you have to know that for the whole show. You need to know the theme of the show, every actor or every character's course in it, and then how to guide those performers, the designers, the everybody that's involved in it, how to clue them into that vision, and then so you can take the audience on that journey. Um, I believe as theater practitioners, whether you are an actor, director, music director, set designer, costumer, your number one loyalty has to be to your audience. You've got to have them in mind. And because and, if you're, it doesn't matter how wonderful the story you're telling is, if they don't get it, you've failed. And so that kind of has to be your first loyalty is to the, to the audience. And I believe as a director, your second loyalty is to your cast. And your third is to the theater. But I think if you take care of number one and number two, the theater is going to be okay. And it's kind of the same thing as an actor. You know, your number one loyalty has to be to the audience and to communicating that story. We get indulgent sometimes and, you know, look how long I can hold this dramatic pause. A really long time. <laughs> you know? um, but we have to know how to make things move, how to make those stories come across and reach the people we're trying to reach. One of the things I like to tell my cast, you know, as we open is every time you're out on stage, every time you're performing, you have to assume that it's someone's first time they've ever seen a show. You have to assume that you are someone's birthday present. You are someone's Christmas present. You're someone's anniversary present. You're probably also the last show that somebody out there is going to see for whatever circumstances. And I think that gives us a little sense of, of, of responsibility, you know, to carry that, that story and that banner and reach out to somebody who may have been having a crappy day. But you're going to remind them that, you know what, there's... There's hope at the end of a crappy day or is having a great day that you can rejoice together and, and have this wonderful experience together. Theater's amazing. My, my friend John Sweeney phrases it, you know, in, in a film can change someone's life. The right film at the right time can change someone's life. Theater can change someone's life and you get to be there when it happens. And I just, I love that thought. Thank you for listening to this In the Telling Scrap episode, sponsored by vocal teacher Anthony Buck. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Read between